the Center for Interfaith Cooperation in Indianapolis, Indiana, is dedicated to building peaceful dialogue among and between different faith communities with the help of a diverse board of faith leaders who have incredible stories that inform their interfaith work. Today we have Uzma Kazmi. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's so good to have you. And first, I would love to just learn a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the CIC. Absolutely. So I actually moved to Indianapolis about three and a half years ago uh, from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I, we spent, our family spent about 19 years in Cleveland, Ohio. And originally we had immigrated from Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, so we ended up in, in, uh, in Indianapolis and I was hungry and thirsty for getting to get involved in the community and be an active member of the community. And I saw somehow, somewhere, an email came to me in which I was invited to an interfaith iftar. And this would be when we break fast in the month of Ramadan in the Muslim tradition. And this was an iftar that was being held at the Interchurch Center, okay. where CIC is headquartered right. and located. And there would be an uh, there would be representation from all these different faiths, and everyone would have the opportunity to break fast together in the month of Ramadan. So I said to my husband, "What a wonderful opportunity for us to go to and maybe meet some new people." And little did I know that was the start of my CIC journey. Oh, cool. I went to this iftar, and the table that I was seated at, there was this wonderful lady by the name of Wasima Ali. And she was on the board and her and her husband were sharing the story of how they were relocating to California mm -hmm. and because he's a physician and he was he was going to be doing his residency there and that her board position was opening up on CIC and she had heard about my name and she was was so excited to meet me as I was to meet her and she said you would really love to be on this board Uzma. And I said, you know, just this event and this gathering and these people, I just feel like I'm getting so much energy from everybody. And she said, let me introduce you to Charlie Wiles. <laughs> of course, Charlie. And that was it. You know, I met with Charlie. I met with Jed Shahid. Mm -hmm. I met with a few other members of the board. And um, we set up a date. We exchanged our contact information and set up a date um, for us to meet for a cup of coffee and ask a little, you know, some questions, get to know each other better. And the rest is history. I fell in love with the organization when I got to know more about them and their reach and their history. And the, the objective is, is just so human and it just gives me so much energy. Um, so, the, you know, I got involved in the board and I now serve as the treasurer of the board. Awesome. which is a wonderful honor for me and I have to say in my short time serving on the board I've made so many wonderful friends and continue to expand my knowledge of interfaith mm -hmm. that's so exciting I love the community that surrounds this organization Absolutely. it's so obvious and if you could tell us all about your faith journey and where you're coming from 
and maybe some really informative moments that happened along the way. So I am a Muslim and I follow the Muslim tradition. Um, as I mentioned, I was born and raised in Canada. My parents both immigrated from India to Canada. And so we were part of a pretty tight knit um, South Asian community when I was growing up in Canada. Um, and so faith was introduced to me at a very early age, going to the mosque, having friends, having um, uh, that, that followed the same tradition. But it was important for my parents, um, for, for me to get a complete religious outlook. So I attended Catholic school all of my life. Huh. Uh, which was wonderful for me mm -hmm. to give me a different perspective and I had many friends growing up that were from the Hindu tradition from the Jewish tradition um, that were from the Buddhist tradition and we all got to know each other's faith and their faith our faith traditions really well um, so um, it, Canada as as many people know is really a, a very multicultural and, and a melting pot of different cultures and faith traditions and so I remember as I was a young child there was this event that would be hosted in Edmonton Alberta which is where I grew up and it was called Heritage Days and Heritage Days was an event that we would always look forward to as young children it was three full days of displaying your culture and your faith tradition and your food huh. and your clothing and your traditions um, just just over three days in a very public park mm -hmm. and so you know I grew up in that type of an environment where faith tradition and culture and um, everything that goes along with it was really celebrated so when I met my husband and my husband is from Pakistan and he's also Muslim when I met my husband and he had the opportunity to do some research work in the United States we immigrated to Cleveland my perspective um, r really shifted, you know, mm. because we had moved here in 1997 and we got to know several um, uh, Muslim families. We got familiar with the local uh, mosque that was in the area. We made some friends that way. And because my husband was, was teaching and doing research at Case Western Reserve, we got to know a lot of different people from different cultures and different religious traditions. It was fantastic. And then 9-11 happened mm. and our world really changed. You know, I, I remember our eldest son was in elementary school and he came home very scared and very afraid and said, I can't let anybody in my class know that I'm Muslim and I'm mm. just so afraid of them finding out that I'm Muslim. And so I went to his school and I spent a little bit of time there. But there was just such an extreme knee-jerk reaction almost um, to Muslims in general. Even though at the time, several leaders, several national leaders, and our president at the time, George Bush, stood up and went to a mosque and really tried to set, um, uh, set the message straight. Right. Um, but there was still a lot of anxiety, especially for women who wear the traditional head covering. Um, there was a lot of backlash and reaction to them and I certainly saw that in the students that went to Case Western because mm. we were so closely affiliated with the school. Uh, so, you know, we at that same time had applied for our green card application and our green card was denied which was a big shock to us because we were immigrating from Canada. Mm -hmm. So we thought, oh, this is a sure shot deal. It should be easy for us right, to get yeah. 
but I don't know if it was part of the 9-11, um, you know, timing and the backlash of that. Um, anyhow, you know, we continued to decide to stay on in the United States. Um, we hired an attorney and we reapplied for a green card and then several um, months later we received an acceptance letter that we were um, good, that good. we were you know immigrating officially to the United States my journey as a Muslim has always been to spread the word of peace in Islam but really for it to be a perspective that everybody can latch on to the one thing as a Muslim that I've noticed that I feel like we always have working against us is in many ways the media. Hmm. So the media has not been a very fair partner to us. And it's been a very biased approach of the media many times. And you can still see that. I feel like it's gotten a lot better. But after 9-11, I felt like I almost had to explain myself to everybody just because I wanted to follow my religion. A religion that promotes peace, mm -hmm. not all these other things that it was being associated with. And it was unfair, it was scary, uh, and it also made me question a lot about um, being a Muslim in America and becoming a new American. There's just so many things in our lives that were, the paths were crossing at the same time. It really caused us to reflect. And more and more I felt like my mission and my goal is to be a Muslim in America. Mm -hmm. I remember my husband and I sitting down and having the conversation of considering the environment that we're facing here post 9-11. Is this where we want to continue to stay? Do we continue to raise our family in Cleveland, in America, becoming American citizens? What does that mean for us? Or do we go back to Canada now? Wow. And I remember that the two of us decided that we were going to stay we were going to pursue our green card application. We were going to become American citizens. And we were going to be role models as Muslims in America of peace-loving good neighbors who interacted outside and inside of our, our culture and our religious tradition and our communities and really promoted an interfaith dialogue and helped with the understanding of promoting peace. So that became our goal. Gosh, that's and we, remarkable. And we stayed on, and I'm so glad we did. And since then, I feel like every, every step we take, um, for, for every step we take, there's been so many people who reach, who, who reach with their outstretched hand and say, I want to learn more, and I want to understand more, and I have so much respect for, the, for your faith traditions, as I do for theirs. And we continue to learn from each other, and that circle of friends grows and grows and grows. Um, so I really tried through my employer um, and to promote uh, diversity and inclusion. And one piece of diversity is your faith tradition. It's not just about culture or your gender. It's, it's also about your faith tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, all of our, our employers ask us to bring our entire selves to work. And if faith is a big part in your life, then it's showing up in your job each and every day. And it's showing up in the values and the mission of your organization that you work for. So I've continued with that. And fast forward now to being in Indianapolis. 
and being part of the finance community, um, I'm very proud to say that uh, we're starting an employee business resource group in the company I work for at PNC Bank. And we are, um, uh, it, it is an interfaith employee business resource group and we're in the process of starting it and it's very exciting awesome. for a corporation to take that brave step that Definitely. courageous move to say yes we recognize that um, sometimes faith can be a sensitive issue but at the same time we ask our employees to bring their whole self to work and this is part of who we are mm -hmm. so we're seeing many companies in Indianapolis following suit Companies like Salesforce, they have Faith Force, which is their employee okay. business resource group. And I know that um, we've been in conversation with several other major organizations in Indianapolis who are interested in starting this. And I give all the credit to CIC because they start that dynamic conversation of setting the table with people of so many different traditions to come together find the common goal of peace, and uh, go back out to their communities and spread the word that way. That's amazing. <laughs> I feel like you're in the right place to be able to represent and then invoke some change, because change needs to happen. Like it does. Ultimately, have you found that since 9-11, you felt more at peace being here in the United States? Yes, yeah. definitely. I think the religious understanding in America is really developing. It's been a journey. Mm -hmm. It really, truly has. There's been a lot of misconceptions. There, but I believe that um, America on the whole, the fabric that this country was built on, was on immigrants and acceptance and diversity. And I think that people really are latching on to the belief that together we're stronger and that together we can accomplish so much more and love can overcome hate. Mm -hmm. If there's a more appropriate example, I can't think of a more appropriate example, I mean to say than what's happened in New Zealand and the outpouring of love that we've seen here, even in Indianapolis. So the day that the, the news came out about the, the New Zealand massacre, uh, that Friday morning, I went to work so disturbed and just with such a heavy heart mm -hmm. over what had happened. And that same night, there was a gathering organized at our local mosque in Indianapolis for everyone to come together and pray. And it was an interfaith gathering. Many leaders from the religious communities, various religious communities were invited. So when we got there, um, there was no parking available. And so my husband was dropping me at the door because I was carrying a big tray of food in. And I saw that there's all these people standing outside the door with these posters. And I thought to myself, protesters? Are you kidding me? Mm. On a day like this, there's protesters? Well, it is what it is, I thought to myself. And I walked out with my tray. And as I was approaching, there was just a big group of people saying, Salaamu Alaikum, which means uh, peace be with you. And it's their traditional greeting in Islam. And I said, Wa Alaikum Asalaam. And as I started to read their posters, it was their way of ext extending um, their love and their embrace during a time of pain and hurt. Mm -hmm. And one of the people must have seen a confused look on my face and she spoke up for, on behalf of the group and said, 
We are all here to protect you and your family while you pray. And Rachel, that just gave me, even when I, even when I repeat this story, it gives me goosebumps, Mm -hmm. but it speaks to the outpouring of love and generosity and kindness that is there in the world. And often hate gets the attention oh yeah um because it's so sensational and it's that shining bright light that everybody wants to look at but there is so much love and there is such an outpouring of love and we saw that in the vigil um we saw that at the outpouring for mustafa ayubi Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. who was the indianapolis uh young man um you know who was who was shot over the, the hate crime and i pray as a community Um, not just as a Muslim, but as an entire Indianapolis and Indiana community, that we can pass the biased crimes um, bill. That is so important for us to come together and say everybody's created equal. Um, Everybody bleeds red. We need to think about each other. True, yeah. Valid point. And I've been trying to figure out, with looking at the CIC's mission, it's worthy of being just exuded to everybody and to be welcomed by everybody but it definitely attracts a certain person who's willing to interact amongst faiths right so there's still another part to that where people aren't engaging and there are hate crimes such as the New Zealand massacre so how can we take the mission of the CIC and expand it so that it reaches and can eradicate some of this Islamophobia and just hate in general. Yeah, so the antidote for hate, I believe, is not just love, but it's education. Hmm. When we become, you know, what's unfamiliar to us can be very scary. And when I feel people are in their bubbles, um, that, uh, that limited knowledge and groupthink is Mm -hmm. what festers and grows and it becomes the popular belief system that's what we have to break down that really truly is the antidote for all of this is we have to step outside of our comfort zones Uh, i had a a, a, you know an, an epiphany a couple years ago i had a dinner party at my home and i had that moment as the host when i was kind of scanning the crowd in my home looking at all of the guests and i said boy everybody looks almost like me Hmm. that's a problem and that's what needs to change so we as a family became very deliberate in inviting and extending our hand to people who were outside of our comfort zone or what was familiar to us and i feel like that's the greatest message that um, CIC spreads is that education and building a platform or a table that everybody gets a seat at mm-hmm. and it creates that environment where we can have that interfaith dialogue learn from each other learn to respect each other and uh, understand each other and that's where it all begins yeah definitely I know you've been really involved with the CIC and looking towards its longevity and trying to plan to make sure that it reaches more and more people as much as it can. Can you speak to some of maybe those improvements, but also um, some of your interactions that you've had with people on the board and things that you've learned? Absolutely. I would say one of the most exciting endeavors that we are 
um, getting ready to begin at CIC is the cohort model. Mm. And this is a series of dialogue that will begin, um, and again, in promoting interfaith conversation, but on a, on a multifaceted level. So this is not a conversation that's one and done. You can't just have an interfaith dialogue and then say, okay, now I'm going to go back to my life. Check, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my life and I'm going to go back to my bubble. This needs to be a series of conversations. And that's exactly what we're looking at at beginning. And these series of conversations, we've actually tested it out in a couple of areas and it's worked really well. The response has been great. Is that interfaith dialogue to help bridge the understanding and and really explore um, outside of our comfort zone. And each of us has a comfort zone and stepping outside of it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But doing it in a series of conversations uh, makes it a lot easier for everyone. The board is uh, an outstanding board. It's a fantastic representation of the Indianapolis community. CIC just celebrated its Interfaith Ambassador of the Year uh, award dinner in which Imam Sahir was honored. Uh, And uh, there was something very eloquently stated at that dinner, and I believe it was Judge Shaheed, our board chair, who who made the statement, and it's something that really stayed with me. And he said, where in America are you going to find a room full of people this diverse as this group today? Mm -hmm. Where are you going to find in this country, in this city, in this state, a group, uh, a room full of community and religious leaders where everybody just wants to celebrate humanity? And that is the objective of CIC. It was such a wonderful event and a heartfelt moment, I think, for everybody in the audience. I don't think I realized before becoming involved with the CIC just how much diversity exists in Indianapolis. Because you often see what's around you and you do surround yourself by people who are common to you, um, which needs to be a deliberate action to get away from that. But it's so true that that You're right. And and I've had the the privilege of living in, in several different cities. And Indianapolis nonprofit, Indianapolis's nonprofit community and faith-based community is very strong. Um, unfortunately, we get a little bit of a of a bad uh, rep um, with with some of the some of the things that happen. But um, it is a community that is very diverse, mm-hmm. uh, and CIC really helps to bring that to the surface. Have you found with your faith that? this diversity and interaction with those of different faiths is encouraged or is it at some times seen as something that you shouldn't interact with? Because I know um, coming from my Christian perspective, there's several debates around this topic of sometimes you want to perceive your faith as the way and convert others to that faith, right? At what point do you try to balance that so that you're pursuing your faith wholeheartedly, but you are also encouraged to interact with others? Yeah, that that's an excellent, excellent point. And, you know, that should not be the the goal is to convert people or attract people to your particular faith. Mm-hmm. Bridging understanding about your faith is is one of my goals. Absolutely. But I feel that if I do good deeds and I treat every human being with the respect that, that he or she deserves and with 
elevating humanity more than any one faith tradition, um, people will realize that and see the goodness. So to that, I always say, um, there are some who really try to pursue, I want to make this about my religion or make this about a commercial for what I do. That's not the goal at all. Really, the goal is to bridge understanding and to say that um, if, if I model myself as a good person and people learn from that, that humanity, mm-hmm. then that's really what faith is all about. Yeah. The objective of faith is to... Um, is for us to have and control our moral compass mm-hmm. and for our North Star to be uh, treating people equally, um, treating humanity with dignity and um, making sure that everybody gets their fair share and is treated with kindness and empathy. Mm-hmm. So whether you pray with your face towards Mecca or whether you face you know any other direction or whether you whether you pray in arabic or english or with your hands clasped or your hands opened it doesn't matter we're all praying to one god and i think that that's one of the beautiful things that cic Mm -hmm. uh, really allows everybody to see it becomes so transparent that it's not about any one faith it's about the discipline of faith itself and it's about the the strength of faith and what it brings to people's lives and it's bigger than any one religion is mm-hmm. I like that refocus so you see that pursuing Islam is pursuing inner faith in yes. regards they both work hand in hand exactly okay that's super cool yeah. um, what so to conclude since we're coming near the end inner faith in general if you could summarize it in a couple sentences or two, what does it mean to you? <laughs> so I'll, I'll say a quote from the Quran, yeah. um, which is something that is, holds so much meaning to, for me. And when I think of inner faith, I think of this quote, and it is that mankind, we have created you into tribes and nations, so get to know one another. Wow. And to me, that's a beautiful and profound statement that says get out of your comfort zone learn from each other there's so much life is so short and there's so (laughs) much experiences out there to be had and I become a better person when I get to know you and you become a better person when we you get to know me and we all bring so much to each other Um, there's so much out there to be discovered so to me inner faith is my learning journey my continuing education of learning about other people's belief systems and learning about just the greatness in humanity overall. Wow, I like that quote a lot. Awesome. Well, thank you so thank much for you. being here. It was a pleasure getting to hear well, I've all your this. thoughts. Thank um, you. And listeners, please stay tuned for more stories from other board members. Visit the Center for Interfaith Cooperation.org for more information and ways to get involved. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned.